And um, my sister and I were talking about it because there are comments that can, that, and I'm going to say, I know we're adults right now, but you know, when we're younger, there are always going to be comments that adults will make and it will come off to us odd and we won't be able to really put it two and two together, but our brains still identify the sentence and wording and tones and we sense those vibes because we're all human. And at times I feel parents will ignore that reality of, yes, this is a growing human being. This is my child, but your child is becoming an adult. And like all of us humans, we synchronize and we tune in to that um, unspoken connection of auras and vibes and energy and we pay attention to how you talk to somebody and what you're saying. And it really just, there were a lot of precursors that my siblings and I identified and essentially it became, you know, and it's no disrespect to them, it just became a counting game of, you know, when it's gonna happen. Um, Cause I, I, won't, I won't air dirty laundry with that being said the more you are older, the more cycles you are able to identify and the, the traits you can with people. And so when all of us got to that age of realization and adulthood and looking at the environment around us, we were able to identify and go, that love is not there. And that love is faltering. So, yes. And what does that teach you in your, in your perspective of what love is? Because um, I'm guessing, well, this is just a very complicated question and a very complicated subject. Um, and maybe we, maybe we even make it complicated, you know, mm-hmm. just the whole idea of love. But um, <clears throat> does that teach you anything about, like, the relationships that you've had in the past or how you want your relationships to be in the future? And just the whole concept of love, like what that means to you? Yes. To be honest, it really woke me up emotionally and spiritually because I actually identified toxicity within myself by looking at that situation. Though I wasn't in the wrong all the time in previous relationships, there were still instances where I would behave and act because it is what I saw and what I thought was the appropriate way to behave and act. And with that being said, the way it changed my perception or really, you know, stopped me dead in my tracks and I began to think to myself and actually bounce it off with, you know, my support group is there has to be, and it, it's spoken a lot, but it's put into action very little, unfortunately. So that's why, you know, if I know I'm bouncing all over the place with this answer, by the way. Um, that's why love is so complicated, because we make it complicated. And that is, we just need to cut out all that drama and all those strings that we make complicated and give each other face value and trust. And I saw that 
my parents didn't allow each other to give each other that because of how they were brought up. My mother is wonderful. Trust her with my life. Same with my dad. He is great. But they still both take cycles from what they learned and what they thought. And, you know, don't get me wrong, they lived beautiful lives together. But at the same time, if you're never going to address and if you're going to be timid of that confrontation and not have those hard talks, or at least consistently have those talks, you're not you're not going to get where you want. And if you are there, if you think you're there where you want to be with somebody, it's not going to last, evidently, because, you know, they're going through things right now. So going back to the answer, what I see is it let me know there are times where I was very inconsistent, where I didn't have face value with someone or they didn't have it with me. And that the consistency and confrontation, there was negative confrontation and not productive or um, constructive. So having those elements removed, I feel like I was just in a continuous cycle of inevitably failed relationships because I refused to see that love is more than just saying I love you. You know what I mean? Because that's what I grew up with was all of the negativity, especially in my biological family. You could have the worst day and ignore all the, not issues, but ignore everybody's um like your partner ignore them and ignore what they just said that hurt you or you hurt them and you just sum it up with i love you and you hide it and just thinking that's what love is is the words versus the actual meaning behind it and the feel um which also takes me down the road of in in many ways my friends my love for my friendships were much stronger than romantic ones because you know, I I would invite all my friends, uh, well, not all together, but I would invite my friends to go out to eat or go hang out, play games or go for a hike or something and spending time with people. But in, in the romantic sense, I, I thought I did that stuff, but I really wasn't. I was doing what I thought was expected or what I thought. I was going solely off thoughts and not what I felt or what the other person felt. So in in a way I really identified how selfish I was. Have you been in love with somebody? Now that I think about it, Louise, I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't think I've been in love with any of the females that I've been with in the past. Um, And one of my friends, Robert Holmes, back in the day actually called me out on it. But, I mean, I was young. I was 22. I ignored that. Um, Because he was like, you know, I don't... Steve, because I was going through, like, a stupid situation back in that day. Um, And it was around New Year's Eve for... uh, Was it 2016 or somewhere around there? And he was like, "I, I think you just love the idea of love, Steve. And... It hits me now even more so because I feel like that statement came full circle is being 
um, you know, for my biological family, I didn't receive unconditional love or healthy love. If that does that make sense? Yes. It was there was always something ulterior behind it. Without deeping or going too deep into other parameters of um, my life, when it comes to love, there was always a unfortunate and very unmoralistic expectation for receiving something and I was expected to like give in a way that you should not give or especially at an age you should not give um so my my idea my idea of love was not non-existent uh or okay it was non-existent so growing older and seeing the environment around me, I just applied all those and was like, okay, so this is how you're supposed to do it, or this is what you need to do. Instead of just processing everything in my life and just expressing myself and connecting with people on a on any level and being honest. Um, so I, I care for all the people that I've dated and was in a relationship with you know, human to human, always care. Because without caring, you know, what are we? But to say that I was undisputedly in love with any of them, unfortunately, no. Wow. Um, I know, I know. That, I, I hope that didn't come off too harsh. And like, because, I mean, the, everybody's great. Everybody I've dated has had some really unique quirk to them and just can, can you can you, you want to share some of the unique things that you found uh within people yeah i mean it just it goes from you know silly things to that you know every night they have to like draw something to like you know sum up their day and it's just okay i mean that's really seems unnecessary to me but that's pretty cool go, go for you or just spending an unequivalent or unequivalent amount of time doing arts and crafts. Uh, I know these sound like plain things, but when somebody turns something in their life to a bliss and passion, that's pretty cool. And I, everybody I've met, um, especially especially just plain old friendships, um, everybody has something that they they have um that they love themselves wow so wow i wonder wait hold on i wonder if i'm just saying right now i'm not in love with them i fell in love with the stuff they loved um and by stuff i don't mean material i mean like the spiritual enjoyment um do you miss that do you miss uh for example you're saying that the drawing of your day and stuff do you miss those things or is it just some stuff you've gathered as you know kind of like a memory I mean, I gather it as a memory. It's always there. But being said, yeah, I do miss it because it made that person happy. It, it, um, because, like, it could be a drawing of anything. Uh, from, you know, game characters they liked to just really weird mashups of creatures. And you're like, okay, that's, uh, how about we call that psychiatrist? No, I'm just kidding. Um... And it's just something that makes people happy. It's just, I'm all for it. And then, though, 
I don't miss it in the way that I want it back in my life, but I do occasionally, very rarely go, I hope that person is still doing this, or I hope that person is still going out on hikes and, you know, having a good life. Except for the people that are, like, obsessed with work. Chill out. Um, do you hope to get married one day? It's a long pause. I used to. And I've went back and forth on the idea of that. But, you know, the more, especially right now with, again, a lot of this is a perspective that I felt, but it's kind of coming more to light, especially now with my parents' divorce, is I feel society and, and by society, I mean both Western and Eastern, like, I feel the whole world's um, international society has geared marriage back to that society, um, society stance and legal stance of you know filing taxes and stuff and I say that because whenever I hear about oh we got married or we're getting married there's always these little sentences that are attached to it like oh you know we we have to file taxes differently now or we have to go on property like this instead of this way you know we have to do a joint and though I like that you know that's pretty cool why are why are we attaching all of this all of these um i want to say like socialistic expectations but that's like a political word uh, why are we attaching these phrases to something that is supposed to be more than just something like i don't want to say one day i'm married and then everybody kind of like know exactly how our life is because of that one statement I would much rather have a exclusively lifelong companion, if that makes sense, you know. Obviously, not. It'd be cool to live with my best friend, but um, no, just and that's that's it actually. Yes, I would love to live with my best friend who we have fallen in love with each other. But as the term of legally getting married, I don't want to do that because they're just. It, it boils down to it and people can disagree because we all have opinions and mine is I feel that marriage at this point has just become a piece of paper and a lot of expenses because if it's real if that relationship is real and it is strong and you know that's my person that person's mine why do I have to declare it to everybody else when I could just declare it to that person and vice versa you know and that's where that trust comes in if I was to go somewhere and somebody was trying to court me while I'm married I'd be like you know um sorry I'm in a relationship and stuff like that instead of just you know if you see a ring you have to because obviously people that wear rings aren't really faithful to each other and that leads into certain situations that lead to divorce so yeah I, I hope that answered <clears throat> I think that was great um, I'm really glad that you're back I think I missed the conversations we used to have a really cool conversation I think we still do we do so I really like that you're back from New Hampshire mm-hmm. um, and 
you're here answering, I guess my, I guess questions are hard, you know? They are, and I do, and, and obviously it's not fancy, and I, I feel all over the place answering, but it's just, I don't know, it could be where I'm 27, or I have a lot of experiences, it's just the answers that come through my head are everywhere and there's no simple answer so yeah I try my best and um when you you spoke about your point of view with marriage Mm -hmm. and all this and stuff um do you think that that would change as you age Uh, I know you were talking about as you age, you have different seasons, different cycles or more Mm -hmm. cycles. Um, Do you think your view can change or do you think that's something you're set on? At this point, I'll I'll never intentionally be like, I'm going to sound so um, switched back and forthy. I feel it will change to some degree in in years. It, It may be decades, though. Because that's the thing, if you're really going to sit down or even, well, not sit, if you're going to be with people and listen and understand, but then also reciprocate that, your perspectives and your opinions will hopefully change because that's what perspective is about. For example, a lot of this stuff, I I wanted to go get married gung-ho, you know, back in the day, but now it's like, no, because, you know, I've been around a little bit now and I see people get divorces and my parents getting divorces and love is a little more murky than what initially was thought and there are so many miscommunications so to me at this point in my life it's more vital that you know not only do I work on myself but I meet and find people, even friends, that identify we all have something to work on and we all have the ability to have miscommunication and we all have the ability to be wrong. So I hope in this instance I am wrong and that one day down the road I find that marriage to the legal term is something for me, but at this point it's just a legal term. Um, I know that you're a very friendly person. Mm-hmm. You're always very interactive with others. So, Luis, you told me Jesus doesn't like wine. <laughs> very interactive person. Uh, do you ever get lonely? Oh, yes. There, there are those And it's really weird, too, because it's, it's literally just a, um, like a mental loneliness, if that makes sense. Um, it has nothing to do with anybody. It just, after, there there are days where I will, you know, have finished talking with everybody that I want to talk to in that day. And, you know, I could be tired, but then I'll be like, yeah, I'm a little lonely. I, I don't desire anything. It's just the fact that, and, and it's kind of been a feeling that's followed me a little bit all my life is... I, I just feel alone. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, thank you. Thank you for being here. 
Um, I really appreciate the time that you've taken to speak, not only to me, but to other people. Um, I know some people are actually um, excited for, for, your, for your episode. I, I hope that I did not, um, you know, I, I hope they're still excited after this episode. <laughs> Uh, and if you don't mind me asking one more, one last question, where, where is Steve now in his life? That's a deep question, Luis. Steve right now is in that stage of wanting to stop saying I'm going to do something and finally do it. Um, the, the, uh, I'm at the point where actions do speak louder than words, but just saying that is still pointless because you're just still speaking at that point. And I want to do more than that. And I want to, I want to stop wanting and start doing. So, yeah. I wish you the best. Um, I think you're going to do really good things. Um, and I know a lot of people that I've spoken to were glad that you're back from New Hampshire. Um, yeah, just wish you the best. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. And thank you, Luis. I, I really appreciate our friendship. Thank you. Okay.